Let's go straight now for an analytical view on the issue to our political analyst, Dr. Satulaho Matabesi. A very good morning to you, Dr. and welcome. Hi, good morning, Gabriel. Let me also take this opportunity to welcome and greet all your wonderful listeners. First and foremost, let's find out from you, what do you make of, of how, first and foremost, the ANC handled the threat of a recall and then the resignation of the former president, Jacob Zuma? Yes, political analysis is always to try and look at the, all the underlying, not so obvious things. And for me, the message that was sent, firstly, I will start with the, the latest one, the event of yesterday evening, uh, or, or the recall just the day before, the one that was supposed to take place. We all knew that the opposition parties had been calling for uh, Malikin Bete, uh, Speaker of Parliament, to, to bring the so-called motion to table it much more earlier. I think their request was refused. And suddenly, the ANC joined that, and that was uh, uh, accepted. And that just shows you sometimes to have the numbers to be the ruling party, uh, things will definitely go your way. But at the end of the day, I think once again, what we have learned from the way Cyril Ramaphosa, as the leader of the African National Congress, his approach to certain things was that you can never, ever give up on uh, negotiating. He was one of the four, uh, you know, the four, the, 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 the forefront of our negotiations during Codessa, and it was once again shown that you will have to go the route of at least communicating with whomever you want to reach a settlement. Yes, he has been blamed for taking uh, too long with his discussions with President Jacob Zuma, uh, but at the end of the day, I think uh, a very peaceful uh, settlement has been does this speak volumes about Cyril Ramaphosa and, and, and his leadership abilities? You need somebody who is very resolute. You need somebody who will have to think on the food. And what, what really stood out for me is that he, there will be an emergency, an urgent NEC meeting that has been scheduled for the next day. And he will just postpone it to say, no, 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 please give me time. And, and, and that for me, that for me really stood out to say, yeah, we've got somebody uh, with all his business acumen, his experience as a labor uh, activist, uh, his experience as a politician. Uh, all that came to came to the fore, and and I think some people do not realize that, uh, uh, and I think that's perhaps why there's an aura of hope. I mean, it's just, it just hangs in the air to say at least yes, there will be still be a lot of challenges for the African National Congress, a lot of challenges for us, uh, for the government. But at the end of the day, I think it is just much better. It's a much better situation for all of us in South Africa, irrespective of whether you are a member of the African National Congress. But it speaks definitely, it speaks volumes about somebody, a very capable leader, but also a shrewd tactician and somebody who will drive one of the major challenges that we're facing. And the major challenges that we'll be facing is that we've got a very slow growing, weak economy. And I strongly believe that he will come up with strategies. Uh, that will be able to at least, uh, you know, uh, uh, set the path towards economic recovery. Now, President Jacob Zuma didn't take his recalling lying down. He made his views very public just before his uh, resignation a couple of hours later. What do you make of that? And, and what does it say about uh, the, the former president? It's very 
difficult. The African National Congress created this monster, uh, and, and with this, I say, uh, out of, uh, out of uh, due respect to the former president of, of the country and of the African National Congress, uh, but we've got people that I, I will call demigods within our political landscape, but, but they've been created, actually allowed. Like President Jacob Zuma has been nurtured or built in Zimbabwe, uh, he was nurtured at uh, Lutuli House, and unfortunately, he crumbled at Saxon World. So it is somebody that had too much power. People, and, and, and I mean, I, and I strongly believe him when he said, and I know a lot of people say that we know, and I'm, I was also one of that, when he said that he does not know why uh, his party wants to recall him. Uh, look, people, even if you are implicated, in, even if you know what you have, you will always expect people to prove that to you. And at least, the least that I expected, and the least that he expected, expected is that an African National Congress should inform him. Why are they trying to recalling him? But I just strongly believe, and people do not realize that, a lot of things could have gone wrong. And I was a little bit concerned when I heard that he's going to call a second, uh, you know, a media briefing. And I said, but why? Yeah, you know, but it, it also came forth as an emotional person. Uh, he has never been questioned, and suddenly his authority has been questioned by his own party. And that's why I think it was extremely difficult for, for President Jacob Zuma uh, to take that decision to ultimate the result. And now in uh, closing, Dr., your thoughts on the State of the Nation address last night by the President, Cyril Ramaphosa? Yes, indeed. Uh, if you, you look overall, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa's speech is indeed a speech of hope and renewal. And what stood out for me is that he came up with, uh, you know, credible strategies that at the end of the day will signify or actually go as indicative of how he is going to implement that certain strategy. Strong focus on youth unemployment. And at the end of the day, uh, a weak economy, he came up with structures like, for instance, the Economic Advisory uh, uh, Council. We, those structures are there. We had a lot of uh, some of these seminars, conferences, uh, where, where there was broad consultation with various stakeholders. But I, I strongly believe that... Uh, Vast difference, huge difference uh, with Cyril Ramaphosa is that at least he also came up with an implementation strategy. Some people will say, yes, it seems as if it's a repetition of what had been said in the previous one. Yes, we should remember the government's plans will not change overnight. But what really stood out for me was how is he actually going to implement and that. And another thing that stood out, Cyril Ramaphosa did not say we as government are going to take action against people who are implicated or alleged corruption. He said, I, Cyril, will take uh, uh, strong action against that. And that is the right approach. One of the most, most fundamental problems of the African National Congress and our government, with the little money that we have, the resources, the financial resources that we have in this country, I strongly believe that they paid a, a, a blind eye to a lot of things that went wrong in this country. And I strongly also agree with Musi Maimani to say it was definitely not a Jacob Zuma problem. 
problem. Uh, it was an ANC problem, and it is still an ANC problem. And for me, it is definitely uh, it will be a problem. It will be a situation of expecting to see how Cyril Ramaphosa is actually going uh, to uh, na- navigate his way in trying to satisfy. Yes, because he has to do that. You will need all his supporters, all uh, within the members within the, the African National Congress. But I strongly believe that he needs to put the country first, unlike his predecessor who publicly pronounced that for him, the ANC will always come first. Youth unemployment, job creation, fighting corruption, land expropriation without compensation, free education, drought, the national health insurance. These are some of the issues that was highlighted. But what do you think is the most pressing issue that he as the president need to address? I think, for me, corruption is the most uh, pressing issue. Uh, and we, we should understand it in this way. Uh, I, I, I think if you look at the situation, the, uh, uh, the problem of corruption uh, is not isolated because it also goes back to, to the implicit promise of the Freedom Charter. Because the moment if you deal with corruption, and let me just refer, make an example about the Free State, uh, the one that is currently in, in, in the public domain, 220 million. And what happens with tenders is that you just have to put a greater on a, on a, on a, on a site, and then suddenly 10 million lands in, in your pocket. Because the moment if you deal with corruption, at least more money will be available to fight crime. More money will be available that can be set aside for education, our primary health care, and you mentioned all these other things. And in that way, for small businesses, all these other issues that you've mentioned. And in that way, you will be able to deal with a, a very slow-growing uh, economy. And it will also, uh, uh, you know, because that's another very important aspect that we also need to look at, and that is the social fabric, the social cohesion, the, the well-being of South Africans. I think South Africans will know that for the very first time, irrespective of whether you are a member of an opposition party or somebody who does not, because there's some people who say, I really don't have any interest in politics. Politics affects our daily lives, but at the end of the day, even they themselves will be very confident to say, yes, we have a capable government. Yes, there are still, still a few challenges left, but at the end of the day, a government government which is not afraid to confront uh, this whole uh, the rot of corruption that is facing this country. Just briefly, Pro, uh, Doctor, in 30 seconds, uh, do you foresee a likely cabinet reshuffle before next week? And, and who would go? Who is likely to go? Well, if Cyril Ramaphosa does not do that, uh, I, I, then I think it will be a lost opportunity. The same problems will continue. Uh, and we know there are ministers that have not been doing their jobs. Actually, they are implicated in previous uh, allegations of, of corruption. First of all, Batabide Jamini has definitely had to go. The Minister of Finance has been uh, a proponent of the so-called state capture uh, leaks and uh, emails and all that. I strongly believe he needs, also needs to go. Minister Faith Mutambi definitely also have to go intelligence, uh, the Minister of Intelligence. So those are the few ministers that I strongly believe that that is key, important ministers that also needs to, uh, that, that needs to, to be reshuffled.